Hey, welcome back. This is Skilling It. We are on episode 14 and it's about conflict triggers. On this podcast, we discuss social emotional skills and practical self-care ideas with a biblical basis and current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I'm Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. So I want to start with a thought. I'm going to come back to it a little later, but think about this. What if we were to look at our conflict triggers as a big gaping sore on our body? Every time someone touches that sore, it triggers us to react. Maybe we want to strike out and hit them. Think about that for a minute. I have a Bible verse for you. Proverbs 19.11 a, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Hmm. So today we're discussing um, some aspects of conflict resolution, specifically conflict triggers. So we're going to talk about what is a conflict trigger, where do they come from, and some ideas for dealing with them. I feel like I have some pretty good ideas. Our links, um, we have Love Overlooks Offenses, which is a devotional by Rick Warren. We have uh, Bible verses, and also you guys, and I'll talk about this again, there is a survey in the show notes, and I'll get to that in a minute. So for anyone just coming in, in our last episode, we talked about passive-aggressive behaviors. That is a good one. But let's get into today's topic, which is your conflict triggers. They are also known, sometimes people call them hot buttons. And they are a specific issue that when pushed, offend you and cause conflict between you and the other person. People have different hot buttons or triggers. And then what happens to us when our hot buttons are pushed? So a couple things happen. First of all, it creates a strong emotional response. Second, it can make you feel attacked. Third, it engages our freeze, flight, or fight system. This entitles us to a complimentary cortisol bath. I made that sound very delightful, and yet it is not. Remember what that does to our bodies. It does lots of things, speeds up our heart rate, makes us feel bad, blah, blah, blah. Okay, hot buttons cause us to react which is rarely a good thing, mostly in real life or uh, death emergency. So let me restate that because that confused me. I can imagine how you are feeling. Hot buttons cause us to react. That is rarely a good thing. It is a good thing in life or death emergencies, right? But not in everyday conversations. Our conflict triggers say more about us than they do about the person or people who pushed them. Our conflict triggers reflect our values, always. 
four common triggers for conflict include, are you ready for this? Criticisms. I don't dig criticisms. Demands. I often don't dig demands. Here's a new one. Cumulative annoyance. Uh, And let me explain that one because I think the other ones are pretty straightforward. And that cumulative annoyance is the building of frustration or anger that occurs over time, eventually resulting in a conflict interaction. And then the last one is rejection. So let me restate them. Criticisms, demands, cumulative annoyance, and rejection. Okay. So that is some specifics on conflict triggers. I want to kind of um, pivot to perceptions. We need to talk about perceptions. So simply put, perceptions are how you look at others and the world. The technical definition is the process of taking in, picking, organizing and understanding sensory information okay and we all have perceptions Um, they're not all the same obviously because all of our worlds are different but let's talk about where imperfect perceptions come from Um, let's talk about perceptual distortions and that is twisting or bending information out of shape What we do here is we fill in the blanks or add information. And sometimes we make it support our existing beliefs. This is common, by the way. Um, So how you look at the world depends on what you think of yourself. Hmm. So a limited self-concept will likely result in undesirable thoughts or behaviors. What do you think about that, right? So we like to look at the world and say, well, this is bad and that is bad. But what is the lens we're using to look at things? Sometimes things are just bad. Let's just say that. Um, But yeah, I think you guys get the idea. So think. If you consider yourself unlovable, irrational bull, inadequate, incompetent, worthless, or inferior, you'll view the world through this very limited filter. Okay? So perceptions are, again, how we view the world. And there is a key in conflict, specifically conflict resolution, to test your perceptions, particularly in conflict. Dr. Caroline Leaf says that a change in perception can change our biology. So that's an interesting way to think of of that. In conflict, if you can think of one redeeming quality about the other person, ask this question. I use this all the time. What does their mama love about them? That's such a fun question because mamas love, always love something, no matter what their child's like, right? So the ways we can reduce likelihood of perceptual distortions include, are you ready? I got a little list. Stay healthy, get rest and exercise. Avoid hasty conclusions. Take more time. Be available. Be committed. 
be prepared to change and create some mantras. We're going to talk more about that today too. So let's make sure we make the connection here. Our hot buttons come from within us and are related to your values and perceptions. Your perceptions of the world correspond with your self-concept. So how can this, um, how can this affect interactions we have with others? Well, we're gonna um, talk about that in just a minute. So what I'm gonna do is I have a friend coming in and she's gonna help us with that. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm good, hi, how are you? I'm really good. Um, Thanks for coming and joining Mm -hmm. me today to talk about (laughs) our history. Um, (laughs) I want to, so for anyone listening, this is my friend, Michelle Verhall, and she has agreed to um, recall uh, our initial meeting. So Michelle, what we just discussed before Mm -hmm. you hopped on was kind of making the connection between our hot buttons that come from within us and are related to our values um, and our perceptions and how our perceptions of the world correspond with our self-concept. Oh, my goodness. I know. (laughs) So then based on that, um, you know, when we first met 25 or 26 years ago, Uh we had an interesting connection, don't you think? (laughs) Yes, I love the word interesting. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm reframing. <laughs> so um, Michelle and I met at a um, conference and we were kind of hang. So it was a kind of a group of friends. We didn't really know each other, but right. it, it seemed to me that we um, somehow were able to push each other's buttons pretty fairly quickly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? Oh, I, you know, I have vague, really quite vague memories of that. So I don't have specific memories of the moments, but I have these impressions of our first relationship that was tentative for sure. Right. (laughs) Yes. So do you believe that we somehow were able to push each other's hot buttons? I, well, yeah, I, I wonder. (laughs) I don't think I thought it of that way at that time, but I was um, kind of, well, not kind of, I was very self-focused and you are charming and easy to like. And I was immediately suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you, you're my favorite guest ever. But, oh, oh um, dear. <laughs> Thank but- you. No, I love that you brought in your self-focus because we're Mm. talking about our uh, self-concept and Uh um, in our um, hot buttons and perceptions. And um, I feel the same way. I feel like I was, um, you know, very self-conscious, wanted to fit in. And because you and I, and it was the silliest thing we argued about. I think it was the color, the color purple um, and, and kind of giving each other the, you know, once over and doing oh, sure, thing, sure. right. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because we remember it. So, so that, so we pushed each other's hot buttons. We can both see 
that mm-hmm. we were struggling internally with maybe oh, yeah. some self-concept. Oh, definitely on my part, for sure. But No, me too. So <laughs> how do you think, Michelle, this is really the key. How do you think we were able to move past our business to become, mm-hmm. you know, such good friends? Right. Um, oh, I'm so glad we did too, by the way. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like, um, so we had a common interest we were there for a common reason, even right. though we didn't uh, appreciate each other yet. Um, and for me, um, because I was so self-focused, um, really intrigued by you, I feel like I we had the same values, but we didn't, you know, and, and I could see that you were really smart. I really wanted to be smart. So I was threatened. <laughs> by so do I. <laughs> Um, and then I think that um, maybe time, because it wasn't just that, then we were attending other things together with the group of people. So we were still exposed to each other. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, um, well, well, I don't know exactly. I do know that one thing I wanted was for you to like me. And when you showed a piece of, niceness to me I don't know what to call that then I was like oh wow maybe maybe it could happen yeah and then I think my defenses came down a little bit I don't know yeah I don't know either but I I think it um you know I think that it is a lesson for Mm -hmm. both of us obviously for (laughs) others of you know that you can you can crash into each other, yeah. be offended, mm-hmm. and we didn't even know each other, literally. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Uh, yeah, it is now, right? Right, uh, but yes. I don't know if our if the audience will be as, <laughs> as tickled. Yeah, amused. But, um, but then really be able to move beyond that and then yeah. even laugh about it, you know, to right. a certain degree. Um, so you know, as we move, so what, what would you say is different now about you when you meet someone? Or do you think there are any differences? Oh, I, well, it's been 26 years. You'd think I might've learned a thing or two in that time, right? But, I, um, I, I try. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, one thing that I really appreci- appreciate about our relationship is that um, it, it has grown and it did start from something that was difficult yeah. and then to, to have enough time yeah. to let it turn into something that was good. Yeah. Um, that's valuable to me. I do notice that I get suspicious of things first and, and it's kind of funny because I am really suspicious of things in the beginning. I'm like, Oh, I don't like that. And then those turn out to be my very favorite things. So I've learned that about myself. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And um, it, it, I, yeah, you laugh. I like that. I'm not much of that. And I do it more because of my relationship with you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That, that's really nice. Um, we, yeah, I, I wonder if, I wonder if in there is a whole nother lesson that I'm really not ready to, <laughs> to get into, which is when you see something similar in a person, you mm-hmm. either become defensive of that, you know, because, hey, I'm the one with this characteristic right. or you're afraid of it, you know, because you want more oh, yeah. of it or something like that. So 
Interesting. Yeah. Is there um, anything else that you want to say? Um, about the beginning, I, I want to say, hmm. well, I appreciate, again, appreciate that. Um, I didn't scare you away. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> because, because then discovering our relationship has been really, um, just really a joy for me. And sometimes it's not easy. Right. It's always I was just valuable. Say, Michelle, you're making it sound like it's always been just like this great <laughs> thing. And it's, it, we, yeah, I mean, relationships yeah. are hard, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that is so great. I really appreciate your vulnerability to mm. come on and talk <laughs> about, you know, these things. Um, if there's nothing else, I'm just going to close out this segment. What do you think? Okay. I think that's great. I'm yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really, yeah. and thanks for being my friend. Really. Oh, that's thanks just for being my friend. Oh my gosh. I, oh, thank you so much. I can be a handful. So you guys, when we come back, we, of course, we're going to talk about what's in it for me. We're going to learn what your hot buttons are. I'm going to show you how to do that. And we're going to talk about solutions for dealing with hot buttons. Thank you, Michelle. Love you. <laughs> thank you. Love you too. Bye. Welcome back. Thank you for being patient while my friend and I rehash our inauspicious beginning. <clears throat> Hopefully that gave you an idea. So the, be, uh, the benefits, what's in it for me, remember the benefits of knowing your hot buttons. And there's six. Um, there's more, actually, but I'm going to talk about six. One, you won't be thrown off balance when someone pushes them. Two, it builds self-awareness. Three, you can work on responding instead of reacting. Th we do this through managing our emotions. Four, it gives insight into your values. <clears throat> your hot buttons are connected to your values. Five, it helps you become a wise leader. And six, it allows you to heal them. I love that. So Proverbs 10, 12 says, love overlooks the wrongs that others do. So I want you to think about that. And we're going to talk about some solutions here. So the first solution, hold on is to know your triggers. What you say, how do I know my triggers? Well, I have attached a survey that can help you find out what your triggers are. So if you go into the show notes, you will see the survey. Once we know our triggers, we can choose how to react when they're pushed. That awareness is so key um, to um, eliminating our reaction instead think about responding so number one know your triggers number two deal with your triggers oh this is a little tricky first of all tell the other person how it makes you feel when they say that you can use assertive statements um, using the words I and mind Remember, you have the right to be respected and to communicate your wants and needs. Sometimes people forget that. 
negotiate if it is necessary. But here's something really key to remember. Offense, being offended, is a choice. Just as that reaction is pushing you to be offended, when you know your triggers and you and someone says something that triggers you, oh, I can make the choice not to be offended. So one of the ways I um, kind of counteract that offense is through curiosity. Let me just tell you, that's a whole nother podcast. So my curiosity in this circumstance might look like, huh, I wonder what they meant by that. You can even ask that out loud. But remember, offense is a choice. Uh, Proverbs 17.9 says that love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. So we can see in the story, Michelle and I kind of rolled out to you, that we were able to get past some things through time, through um, all sorts of different ways. Okay, so number two is dealing with your triggers. Number three, deal with those associated feelings. This is super important. Express your feelings, but wait until you're calm because we want you to express it constructively. Accept negative feelings as natural and normal. So there is such a push right now to really kind of just be with our negative feelings, not languish. There is a whole big difference between being with our negative feelings and languishing in our negative feelings. Don't be impulsive when you express anger. And be aware of your body language. That's so much of our unconscious feeling comes out in our body language, right? So number three was dealing with associated feelings. Number four, think about healing your triggers. Oh, what you say? What is happening right now? Remember that gaping wound that made us cranky? Think about triggers the same way. It's something that hurts me for some reason. Um, you. So what I'm kind of encouraging you to think about doing right now is find the reason. So this can be done, um, it, sometimes it's done in therapy. Sometimes you really can just ask yourself. If you're in a quiet, uh, safe place, you can think about your trigger. So I took the survey, it's not called a survey, it's called a scale that's attached in the show notes and respect was one of my triggers and so i so if i were trying to find out um why that's a trigger for me i would find a quiet safe place and really just ask myself and you guys this is often incredible because your mind will go to a specific situation a specific person often from childhood, I've said this in the past, and then um, once we realize that's where we got that trigger from, we can try to find a way to heal it or let it go, okay? And then number five, so number four, think about healing your triggers. Number five, work on your self-concept, okay? So discover your perceptual distortions. If you don't know what they are, Ask people you trust. I'll bet you they know what they are. See where your self-perceptions don't coincide with what others 
um, think about you or say about you, okay? <clears throat> Work on your self-talk. There's a little bit of self-talk in episode seven. It was called More on Self-Sabotage. <clears throat> and then create a mantra using a Bible verse. So one could be Psalms 139.14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I really like Jeremiah 29.11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for uh, your welfare and not for evil. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And I just, so there's so many, you guys, you could even Google it. Um, to create a, a positive mantra. So your practice for the week, you're going to pick a solution you're comfortable working on. So number one, remember, I'm going to go through them all again. Know your triggers. If that's where you want to work, go down to the show notes, do that survey, find out what your triggers are, okay? Number two, deal with your triggers. And we talked about ways to do that, right? Um, talk to the other person about it. Um, know you do have a right to be respected, etc. Number three, deal with associated feelings. Those that typically it's anger, frustration, all of those things, right? And you express those appropriately. Number four, think about healing your triggers. I just finished talking about that. And number five, work on your self-concept. Okay, so I like to do that through self-talk. I think self-talk is very, very um, efficacious. I love it. Um, okay, you guys, the best quote of the week. This, I have to just tell this little story. It'll be quick. Remember those cumulative annoyances we talked about at the beginning? There are people in our lives who just want to push our buttons. Yes, so this week, I was speaking with my older brother, Ron. Uh, you know that little sisters can sometimes be a cumulative annoyance. I don't know. I'm just saying. I was purposely trying to get his go. And to be honest, I forget just what it is that I said, but I will never forget his response. After I threw out my little statement at him, he just calmly and quietly asked me, did that feel good? I just busted up. I thought that was classic. Now, I'm not saying you, I'm not recommending you say that to anyone, right? A brother can say that to his little sister. Um, you know, you can, you get the context of how this was said. But I will tell you this, it really made me think and laugh hard. <laughs> Still does. It's so funny. Did that feel good? Uh, it was a classic. So next time, the next podcast won't be out probably for about two weeks around June 17th or 18th, maybe. Uh, I'm going to look at impression management. What we do to influence how others think about us. Oh, are you guys ready for that? If this podcast resonated with you, please share it with someone you love. Also, you can leave me a message or rate this podcast. I would love a five-star rating, but I really love honest ratings. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 thankful for you taking the time to listen. I'm done and you're skilling it.